And that's what it is that I would like us to share on and see whatever it is that the Lord is moving us or the direction it is that he's moving us. Let us be willing to move in state or in sync with the Spirit of God as he draws us. He draws us to himself and as he woos us in his love to be able to experience what it is that he has got in store for us. Let us continue to remember the meeting that our beloved ones are having across in Tanzania for those particular three weeks. The Lord is going to be able to minister unto them. There is a great opposition that the enemy's tribe has been trying to raise up against those particular outreaches, but we trust that the Lord will give victory, and he has given the victory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So today, mainly the thing that the Lord has been laying upon my heart, it is something that has to do with his presence. I would have continued to share on the aspect of our faith, because I was to finish that, and issues of our faith, but this one came upon my heart, so I'll break in between and share this briefly, and then maybe later on, some other time, we shall proceed on and finish that what I was sharing about faith for the honor of his wondrous name. And so today, it's mainly to do with my presence. He is just calling it my presence. And the word came upon my heart was mainly to this effect. I don't know what I would say it is the spirit of the Lord or it is me in my impression or whatever it is, but this is what came upon my heart and I will share it just accordingly. He says that this is the month of my presence, that this is my time of my presence and this is my season or the season of my presence. I can't be able to explain in the economy of God what is he meaning with this month is the month of my presence. In our timing, we can look and say, is it this October? Because we have got October, we are in October. And when he says, this is my, the time of my presence, in his economy, we may be, um, I can't be able to tell you, this is the time, this is the, the, you know, the boundaries of, that party, of the time that he is putting it. Or when he says, this is my, the season of my presence, Whatever it is that he means, all he has said it is my presence, that is his presence. And just like in the, many of the songs we have sung at this time, and go also to the testimony that our sister Margaret has just offered, something in relation, relating or pointing to that particular presence of God, intervening in our issues that concern us even when we don't imagine or when we don't think. And what I say is that God is drawing us into a new experience or into a new encounter with him. And I will urge us that our hearts and our ears be opened, that we will be able to touch that particular presence that he is releasing in this particular season or this time or this month, that we will be able to experience that particular flow of that grace of his presence in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of us, maybe we have heard about the story of Gideon in, in the Bible. And the word of God says, as Gideon was hiding somewhere because they were being attacked by the enemy, the Midianites. The Midianites were stronger than them at that time. They used to show up every, every now and then, especially at harvest time. When things are just ready for harvest, and they will come and ravage the whole countryside. They will come with their animals and what have you, and they will graze, you know, the wheat fields or whatever it is that the Jews or the Israelites had planted. They will make sure they come and sweep it all with their animals. And as a result, 
You know, people like Gideon are aware of they had run maybe into the hills. They were, he was hiding in a cave or somewhere trying to prepare the wheat or the wine. In the, in the, he was hiding in the wine press. I think he was preparing wheat or whatever it was preparing inside there, hiding away from the, from the enemy, hiding away from the Midianites. And it was a trying time. And this is what the Word of God says in Judges chapter 6, verse 12 to 16. He says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So Gideon said to him, O my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you. And you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Praise God. I begin in that particular place. You know, those words that they were coming to my spirit with regard that this is my, the season of my presence. Realize as Gideon was doing whatever he was doing in his hiding, Gideon had no clue that the Lord was with him. He had no idea whatsoever that the Lord was with him. Circumstances were such that God could not be felt or identified in anything that had to do with him or with the Israelites at that particular time. And it's possible that even with us, the same thing could be happening unto us. Things, so many things come heaping one on the other. And there comes that particular sense that, you know, is God really with us? And just like Gideon, we may be asking the similar question. If at all he is with us, where are all the miracles that we have heard about, we have read in the scriptures? Some of those questions come in our minds. But it is in that particular time that this particular angel comes and declares unto him, the Lord is with you. And in telling him that the Lord is with you, the Lord turns around and he tells him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Indicating that his presence, when you know his presence, and when you discover his presence, and when you sense his presence in your life, in whatever situation or circumstance that you might be, victory is assured on your shores for the glory of his wonderful name. And many times we miss the victory or we are beaten up by the enemy simply because we fail to discover and we fail to hook in or to link in into the presence of God. And as a result, because maybe our mind has been moved away from him. 
Our hearts have sort of been shifted. Our hearts have shifted in one way or another. And we are not linking up unto him because our minds are continually concentrating on something else. And as a result, his presence appears not to be there anymore because he's invisible. Many times we tend to get him off our mind. But he desires that we may be able to know his presence at every one particular moment. And here he tells you, I am with you. Basically he's telling Gideon, I've been with you all this particular time. And in fact, even this time that you've been hiding away in this particular cave, you know, preparing your wheat at this particular time, I've been with you all along. And in fact, you didn't know Gideon. That you are such a mighty man of valor. That you know, because I am with you, you will defeat this Midianites as one man. You know, you will not need, basically you will not need the help of thousands and thousands or the mighty ones to come on your side for you to defeat this particular Midianites. You're going to defeat them as one man. Because my presence will give you the victory. And I pray that unto you likewise that the presence of God will be revealed unto you and unto me, unto the Hope Community Church, that he will grant unto each one of us his victory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember what he says in Genesis chapter 8 verse 21 and 22. As we lay the foundation of things to do with his presence, we might share this message maybe once, twice, or three, three, three seasons. But... Whichever it is, in Genesis 8, 21 and 22, the Lord says, And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. That is, this is to do with Noah. When Noah, after he had come out of the, of the ark, and he offered a sacrifice unto God, he says, The Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again cast the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done because of the flood. While the earth remains, this is what the Lord says, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. What is he saying again in this place? He says, on my watch... The earth will not be destroyed again the way it has been destroyed. He says that as I am here, life is guaranteed. Basically, he's saying that my presence sustains life. And I want, what am I seeking at? The Lord is seeking this for each one of us to start hungering and desiring the presence of God more than anything that you desire in your life. His presence sustains life. Whatever it is that you're experiencing in your family, or whatever that is surrounding you, that which concerns you, he assures if at all you link into my presence, it does not matter what you are experiencing, or what has happened, or what is being said is going to happen. It does not matter how bleak it might appear. As Noah had come out of the of the whatever of the of the of the ark, look across the expanse and you can only see you know death to either side. You only see death because everything had been flooded. Everything had been flooded in one way, in one way or another. And so essentially, as a, as as a result, as a result of what 
It's all right, it's all right. That's an alarm to maybe some heat because of the heat. All right, all right, all right. That, 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 that is all right. His presence is still with us. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it, essentially he's telling Noah that, you know, as long as my presence is available, he's, he, he declares seed time and harvest will not cease. So let not the enemy come in to bring fear into your spirit in any one way or another. Pandemics may come. They will go. But his presence will sustain life for the honor of his wondrous name. Here what he says something very interesting in Isaiah 45, 18. He says, for thus says the Lord who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. What is he saying? He's saying one very interesting thing. He indicates that he did not create the earth in vain. One aspect. He did create the earth to be desolate. That is something that he's basically he's declaring. He's declaring, I did not create the earth to be empty as far as he is concerned. He's basically, he says there, I created the earth to be inhabited. That means... There is no time the earth will not be inhabited as long as he lives. Because his word cannot fail. And what is that saying? Regardless of the weapons we have made, all the nuclear, we always say, oh, man can blow up the whole of earth. It will not happen. Why? Because he has said here, I created the earth to be inhabited. And as on my watch... Man will always be on earth until I remove earth from where it is. What is he telling you? He's telling you and I, my presence, my presence guarantees that that which I have said concerning you will stand always, at all times, regardless. He calls on you and on I to have the grace and the faith to believe him. He's not a man that he should lie. He wants to encourage you and I. Don't be, you know, swept off into the wave of all the fears that happens all around about us. With all the, you know, the, the media pumps so many things into the air and fear will try to come to grip you. No, he says, let your heart be steadfast in my presence. Only know my presence. We have issues that affect us mentally, issues that affect us physically, issues that affect us in all so many different ways, and sometimes we feel like giving up. But he says this one thing, my child, this is my season, this is my time, this is my month, the month of my presence. I want you to know my presence. I want you to come nigh and experience my presence for the glory of his own only and wondrous name. Remember what he tells to Abraham. Hebrews puts it very nice. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 and 14. He says, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely, Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply you. He basically puts forth, 
he swears by himself to Abraham. As he says, you know, people swear by the greater, or people tend to swear by the greater thing. But because there was now no greater, that there is none greater than him, he could only swear by one thing, that is his presence. Praise God. And he says that, you know, surely I will bless you. With blessing, I will bless you. And he gives him that particular assurance that my presence guarantees my blessing. And he's calling on you and on I. In all the drought and the wildernesses that we pass through, may you reach out unto his presence. Whatever his presence is, he wants you to experience it. It is not something we see maybe with a physical eye. But you see it with your spiritual eye. You sense it within yourself. It gives you the oomph on the inside. And makes you to be steadfast and sure in the footing that you take. That I'm not going to slide off and I'm not going to be beaten. Even if the storms rage with us whatever way, they will soak me wet completely. And I'll appear like, like, you know, we used to say when we were young, you were beaten and you were walking like a chicken that has been rained on. You know, the, the feathers, all of them hang down and it looks so miserable. There are times when the storms can beat us, that particular bird, and everybody looks on you and says, oh no, it is done. And there is no hope for that one. But even in that one, he says, surely with blessing, I will bless you. It does not matter the storm. It can be the storms of sicknesses, the storms of setbacks, the storms of discouragements and the storms of slander. All forms of storms that may come upon you, child of God. He says, my presence will guarantee my blessing unto you. Don't care what it is that they say left center. You know how they used to speak of Jesus. As he talked of all them, he did all the miracles. We shall touch him later on as we looked at his, of his presence maybe some other time. But I'm just remembering how, you know, imagine you are doing all these wonderful things and there is a whole of this lot there coming. He's a madman. He's demon possessed. He's, you know, he's, he's demon possessed. Ah, all those things he's doing because of the demonic power that is operating in him. And you are doing all you can do for their good. You are feeding them with the miracles. Yet a few days later, they turn around and say, ah, that guy is doing that by the power of Satan. And you, know, you, you can get discouraged and decide, I'm not going to do this anymore. But not him. Why? Because his presence, the presence of the Father, makes all the difference in whatsoever it is that we're going to pass through for the honor and for the glory of his name. What is he trying to tell us as he speaks to Abraham? He's saying it is imperative that you stay in my presence if you are going to know my blessing. Because my blessing is assured. And it is my presence that assures you of my blessing. So my brother and my sister, Whatever it is that we go through, let this become the heartbeat and the heart cry of each one of us, moment by moment. Father, your blessing, your, your presence, I want to know. Your presence, I want to know. With all that knowing that we may know, let it be your presence, oh God, is what I want. I'm not interested in all the knowledge that there is to know. I want to know your presence. 
Your presence, O oh God, is better than all the knowledge that there is to know. Because Paul says, there will come a time when knowledge will be of no use. Because we shall know as we are known. But it's in the now, his presence encompasses all the knowledge, all that you need to know, all that you need to experience, all that needs to pause or to comfort you and to restore you. My presence, says the Lord, this is my season. This is the season of my presence. This is the month of my presence. And this is the time of my presence. I want you to remember the story of Jacob yet once again. We are looking and laying the foundation of his presence as we look at these things. And I want you to build on this particular foundation. Hold on as you go home today and throughout all of this week, throughout the whole of this month, let this be in your, in your prayers. Whichever way you may pray, I will not tell you this is the prayer point you're going to pray in this way because that means we can manipulate God. You can't manipulate our Father. And many times when we, are, when we lay out a prayer point, and I tell you, if you pray like this, you will definitely have a breakthrough. That is a lie. Why? Because God is not a tool or a magician that is going to be manipulated. He wants to relate to you and me as a father. You don't always prepare a certain way that when I appear before my father this way, I will always get what I want. No way. That means we are manipulating God. And that's what we have done in our generation. As men of God, we are, we are guilty of that. We prepare things and we tell God's children, this is the way you pray. If you pray like this, oh yeah, heaven will open for you. But I want to tell you, that is truly not the truth if you look at the word of God. Because God says, there's coming a time, just as Savannah read to us, it's coming a time no man will tell the other, know him, because all will know him. Why? Because his presence with you will reveal to you what it is that concerns you with him in the name of the Lord Jesus. Remember what he says in Revelation. There's coming a time when you will have a name that only you know. Nobody else will know it. It will only be known by two persons, you and God. And hence, I will not come and tell you, oh, Louis, God says this. No. Why? Because he knows you personally. He will link up and he will call you if he wants to call you in his presence. I will not know when he called you because when he calls that name, I don't know whom he called. Only you will hear that particular name. And so he calls on us. Let us move, enter into his presence. Let us seek to experience that grace, that glory. It is there for the young and for the old. There is no boundary or limit as to how that presence spreads out and changes our lives for the glory of his wonderful name. He says in Genesis 32, 26 and 28, this is Jacob. When Jacob was going to meet Esau, his brother, things were rough. It's going to be tough because Esau was coming with, I think, over 400 men armed, coming to destroy this brother of his because he was remembering he stole my blessing. He stole my blessing. I'm going to deal with that liar, with that trickster. He was set. And Jacob, his heart, he had tried everything just like we do. 
The word of God says he sent some you know, animals ahead of him so that it would be to appease the brother. That, you know, the animal, the, the brother saw the animals, he didn't bother. He says finally he even sent a part of his family, of his people to go ahead of him. He didn't bother. He remained with the very closest ones to him. Then Jacob wondered, now what am I going to do? He still kept on hearing, Esau is coming. Trouble is coming. We hear those. You hear the threatenings of those sicknesses. The threatenings of those diseases. The threatenings of those things that are threatening maybe be to your life, your business, your whatever, or your family. And we shrink. So he goes and he seeks for something that will change the equation. And though he saw in Genesis 32, verse 26 and 28, he says that his words, and he said, that is, the angel, the angel of his presence, the angel of the Lord who had come to Jacob that night. God, the Bible says, he went to wait on God the whole night, and he entered into a fight. God came to start fighting. The angel of the Lord came to fight with him. And he said, the angel said to him, let me go, for the day breaks. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So the angel said to him, oh, what is your name? And Jacob said, Jacob. And so the angel answers and said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Praise God. Jacob says some very interesting words here. He declares, he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is he saying? My survival depends on your presence. I can't live without your presence. I won't be able to do anything without your presence. My experiences are nothing. My trickiness, I've tried everything. It has not worked. Esau is still coming. What am I going to do? And Esau tells him, only your presence is what will make the difference. I will not let you go unless you bless me. And what is it that comes out of that struggle? There came a word from the presence of God unto Jacob. And what am I saying to you is that as you abide in that presence, let the word come forth from his presence unto you. That word from his presence will make all the difference for you, for your family, for your circumstances, for your situation, for whatever storm it is that we may be in. Remember, his word equals his presence. The word of God equals the presence of God. And so when he speaks to you, when he whispers that word, just like when I heard, this is the month of my presence, that was enough for me. It made, took off my ear, made me know, oh, hold on. It means that he is a portal of grace that has been opened for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ even at this particular hour. Father, help us to grasp this particular moment that we shall link in into this blessing that the earth may be blessed because it is the season of your presence. 
Whatever it is that it means, he indicates linger, linger, linger in that particular place. Linger long enough until that word comes across unto you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is similar to the word that came to our heart as we were writing that particular the, the message that is in the newsletter. That is the message that comes from the pastorate. And that is to do with the issue of be still and know that I am God. We have heard that over and over and over again. But it came so heavily indicating that there is a stillness that I seek, says the Lord. And that sickness, that stillness that he seeks in that place is where your answer is where the cry that you are seeking to be able to receive in that stillness that's where the cry of your heart will be heard and will be answered in the name of the lord jesus christ he declares that it is in my presence that is in the presence of the king of glory i urge you my brother my sister i urge you hope community church west london let this man let us tap into this particular presence. It will change the landscape for hope in this particular place and in this particular area for the honor of his wondrous name. In this corner where he has placed us, let it be that his presence is going to start overflowing. Why? Because you as an individual, just as he spoke to Gideon, you as an individual, you will tap into that particular blessing and each one of us, we shall receive of the blessing of God because you, my brother or you, my sister, you entered that particular place and because I am here, I will drink of that particular blessing because you persevered and because you lingered in that place in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalms 37, verse 23 and 24, remember what it says. The steps of a good man or good woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. What is the Lord saying? He's saying that my presence will order your footsteps. Sometimes we keep on struggling with decisions. If only we will be able to wait long enough in his presence. You will discover that decision that you've been planning to make will come so easy and you'll wonder why didn't I think in this particular way. He calls himself, he is the way maker. Yet we cannot see him, but he makes the way for us. Just remember how he led Israel. By a way they had never gone before. Through the wilderness. He guides them by his presence. As he takes them on. On and on and on. And he brings them to the promised land. He, didn't, he led them by a way that was not known. It took for 40 years. That particular path that he, he, he decided to lead them by. But. That was his presence. His presence knew. It was in his prerogative or in his understanding. He knew this is the best way. But finally, the important thing is, he brought them to their place of inheritance. If you linger in his presence, it might take long, but don't be discouraged. Don't give up. Be patient in that particular place. Why? Because 
His presence will surely bring you to your inheritance. His presence will surely bring you to the promise that he has said. It will work out for the honor and for the glory of his name. That's why he says in Psalms 18.36, You enlarged my path under me so that my feet did not slip. What is he saying? Your footsteps will not slip. They will not slide as long as you abide in my presence. As long as you know my presence. He says, my presence enlarges your path under your feet. You will no longer go, you know, wondering where, where am I going to step? No, his presence suddenly magnifies your path. While everybody else will look and say, how is brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so walking along that particular place? Yet you are walking so comfortably, they wonder, that is a tight rope. How is he or she walking on it and balancing? They don't even see you doing that, trying to balance on it. No, they see you walking so comfortably and they wonder why. But it's because what he says, I will enlarge your path under you. He will give you a sure footing as you press on because you have learned to be in his presence. In the name of Jesus Christ. There is no formula. Of getting into that presence. It is your relationship with him. And as you open your heart, just cry out. He says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the same shall be delivered. Praise God. My brother, my sister, the choice is yours. The choice is mine. Hear what he says in Psalms 32 verse 8 and 9. We're looking at the month, my, the month of my seal, my, my presence, the time of my presence, the season of my presence. He says, I, in Psalms 32, verse 8 and 9, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. He says, I will guide you with my eye. And his eyes is his presence. Then he says, do not be like the horse or like the mule which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with a bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. That is Psalms 32, 8 and 9. Hear this one thing, my beloved. His presence enlightens our understanding. And he tells us, don't be like the mule. Don't be like the horse. Though they may appear to have a lot of strength, they are not trustworthy. They have got no understanding. They are dumb. He says they will not come near you unless you put in the bridge, the bridge, the bridge, and the bit and the bridle to pull them wherever it is. God doesn't want to pull you wherever it is that he wants. No. He wants you to sense his presence. And as you sense his presence, you discover, oh, today we are going east. Oh, no, today we are going west. Uh, Lord, yeah, today we are going north. Uh, uh, Lord, glory today we are going south you are always uh, because he guides you I will instruct you with my eye just as you look into his presence you discover oh that is not what I'm going to say 
Oh, I'm not going to hate that man or that woman. Oh, I'm going to do that. That is the desire and the will of the Father. I don't want to do it. I hate doing that particular thing. But I sense in my spirit, this is what he wants me to do for him or for her. I will do it in obedience for the glory of God. And that presence will minister unto you and unto your family for the honor of his wonderful name. Let his presence enlighten your understanding. And let his presence instruct your every move. Let his presence wisen you in your walk as you walk with him. Hope Community Church West London. May we discover his presence. It is not an emotional move. It is not an, you know, an elation that we may feel within ourselves. There is the presence of God. He can make us feel the goosebumps. Yes, I'm not negating the goosebumps. I'm not negating the emotion. All that can be there, but that is not where he's moving. He's moving in his presence. And that is the one he wants you to link into. So don't look for the, for the emotional high. Look for that presence where you hear his voice as he speaks. And you know, yes, Lord, I am coming. And while everybody looks at you and calls you a fool, you are smiling and declaring, I know where I'm going. And I know whom I'm going to meet. I have a friend in Jesus. Praise God. His presence engulfs me. And his presence is the one that makes me to be. What I am says, do not be like the mule. Or like the God, or like the, the horse. Remember Exodus 33 verse 15. When he speaks and he says, that is Moses. Moses speaks to him and he says, and then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. That is, Israel had sinned. And God had changed his mind and told them, I'm not going to go with you. I'll send my angel to go with you, but my presence will not go with you. Moses was smart enough. Moses had been in that presence and he had learned the secret of being in the presence of God. And so he tells him, oh, God, Father, if your presence does not go with us, he tells him, do not bring us up from here. Let us just remain here and die in this place. There is no need for us continuing with this particular journey. He knew it was futile to go without his presence. I repeat, Moses knew it was futile to go without his presence. Even with the presence of an angel, it is futile to go without his presence. Men and women seek for angels. They say, my angel will do this. My angel will do that. Listen. The presence of God is not like any other being that you can ever imagine or fathom. That's why Moses refused an angel to lead them. He said, I don't want an angel. No. It is you, O oh God. We've been touching the good shepherd. It is you and Onanel. And so he said, it is futile for us to go without your presence. What is he saying? Even if we have the directions that the promised land is in that way, even if we have the instructions 
of where we are going or what we are going to do. Listen. Even if you may say I have this particular scripture, I am reading it. Understand what I'm saying. This scripture will mean nothing unless his presence engulfs you and opens this particular scripture so that you can understand it. This scripture is like encrypted. It is his presence that opens our hearts and suddenly we discover, wow, that's what that word means. That's why it says, no, my, pre my presence is paramount. You cannot do without it. Do not be arrogant, my brother or my sister, as to imagine that you can make it on your own. Do not be arrogant, my brother or my sister, to imagine that you can make it with the information that you have. We live in an age of much information. And many times we lean, we lean on that information more than knowing him who, about whom this information is all about. He wants us to know him. And as you experience him, then his word will be opened unto you. The Jews, remember, had the scriptures and the prophets for many years. Yet they missed him when he came. When his presence appeared in Palestine, they didn't know him. They missed it. They even killed him. And they even went and sealed that particular tomb and said, so that nobody can come, he cannot come out. So that the disciples may not go to steal him from that particular place. They even went to seal that presence. They didn't want it because they didn't know. And yet they had the scriptures, which were talking about that same one whom they have sealed away in the tomb. My brother and my sister, his presence, is your God. His presence is your rare God. His presence is the rare God of Margaret. She found insurance was there when she never placed the insurance. Somehow, his presence made sure she will have a smile on her face and say, I have a living God. And nobody can deny it. You know what he says? He who has an experience is not at the mercy of the guy who has an argument. Get the experience of his presence. It will make your life totally different. Now remember, there's a saying that I said, many ships have gone under when the harbor is in sight. I hope you understand what that saying is saying. Many ships have gone under when the harbor is just in sight. The place where you find many shipwrecks under in the ocean is not in the high seas. Mm -mm. It is close to the harbor, close to the shore. When they were just about to arrive, they hit a rock and they sink. But his presence will ensure you will not hit a rock. Did you hear me? His presence will ensure you will not hit the rock. His presence knows where the rock is. And as we finalize, look at Psalms 105, verse 37 to 45. The word of God says, He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among 
his tribes. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them had fallen upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light in the night. The people asked, and he brought quail and satisfied them with bread, with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock and water gushed out. It rained in the dry places like a river, for he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. He brought out his people with joy, his chosen ones with gladness, and he gave them the lands of the Gentiles, and they inherited the labor of the nations, that they might observe his statutes and keep his laws. Praise the Lord. Realize, as he says, there was no feeble among them because of nothing else but because of his presence. His presence was their help. His presence was their shelter. His presence was their light. His presence was their joy. His presence was their gladness. His presence was their protection. His presence was their provider. His presence was their food. And his presence was their water. Everything because of his presence. And least of all, remember, as he says, now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, if you had known even you, especially in this day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another. That is, he's speaking to Israel and to Jerusalem. Because you did not know the time of your visitation. I will finish this by telling you, do not miss the hour of your visitation. The hour of your visitation is the moment of his presence. When his presence hits your home. When his presence hits your spirit. And that's why you hear me under his command every day. Every week when we gather. Or whenever we gather. This is why I obey his command and put his name on you. For he says in Numbers chapter 6 verse 27 and 20, 22 and 27. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying. Speak to Aaron and his sons. These were the high priests saying. This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and the Lord give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. His name equals his presence. And that's why Every day you hear me just saying the Lord bless you. It's not for fun that I'm doing it. It is because that is his command. He wants his presence to accompany you. To accompany your family. Let us sing this final song. As we sing the men will put a song. And I just want you to meditate on the words of that song. Quietly cry out unto him. Lord. 
I want to be in your presence. I just want to be where you are in Jesus' name.